0: Welcome into Locked On Phillies. Last night, the Philadelphia Phillies absolutely hung it on the San Francisco Giants. The offense exploded. Aaron battled in a start, but I'll tell you why I don't think it was that good of a start. And they really just had a wonderful start to their big playoff preview, potentially, series with the Giants. We're going to break down all of it and look forward to game two on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Thank you so much for checking us out today. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're reading, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. You hear me say it every episode. If you haven't checked us out on YouTube yet, please do. Uh, you can also check out my work on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio, uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia on the television side occasionally as I fill in on uh, TV here in uh, the Philadelphia market and uh, check out all my work on Twitter at Thomas 975 over there. And follow Locked on Phillies on Twitter at LO underscore Phillies on the Twitter. Or I guess it's X now. I don't know what they call it these days. Whatever. Bottom line. A bunch of places to find me. But, of course, you can find me right here as your host of Locked on Phillies. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnMLB. Or enter promo code LockedOnMLB for a free white tech hat with any order. The hat's nice. It's one of those cool like next-level dad hats, but it's not like it doesn't get all wrinkly or anything, stuff like that. No, it's nice, clean white hat. Trust me, you won't want to take your bird dogs off or the bird dog's hat. We absolutely promise you. Now, let's jump into what happened last night because it was a very fun game for the Philadelphia Phillies against the San Francisco Giants, or at least it ended up being a very fun game for the Philadelphia Phillies. It didn't start that way. Aaron Nola was on the mound, and I'm going to talk more about Aaron Nola coming up, but he loaded the bases in the first inning after giving up a home run to Jack Peterson. You're like, okay, here we go again. Implosion. The Phils are going to get smoked. They're going to not look like a playoff team, this, that, and the other thing. And then the offense absolutely showed up. So uh, after giving up a one-run lead in the first inning, bottom of the first, hey, the Phillies answer. Trey Turner got on. Bryce Harper singles. There you go. I mean, Trey Turner had an, uh, a single himself and then an error by uh, the Giants center fielder. We had a rough night out there. You uh, move Trey Turner up to second, and then it's easy picking for Bryce Harvard in an RBI single. So that Harper-Turner combination, I tweeted this out last night, that could be super dangerous. Like, I don't know that we think about how good those guys are close in a lineup together. They weren't batting right next to each other, but Turner was batting two and Harper was batting, uh, I guess, four. Yeah, Castellanos, three last time. Uh, I don't know. Bottom line, those guys next to each other or near each other in a lineup – uh, we haven't gotten the full effect of that this year because Bryce Harper hasn't really had his power and he was injured for a little bit. Trey Turner hasn't really been Trey Turner until the standing ovation, seemingly so turned his season around. Wild that that had as much of an effect as it seems to have had, but that's a really good combo there. And it brought the Phillies back one to one. And then that is where the Philadelphia Phillies turned it on. Bottom of the second, Edmundo Sosa hits a home run uh, that just barely gets out to uh, center or like right center field. A great swing by him, a 410-foot home run that scored Bryson Stott. And Stott had an awesome at bat, one of those, like, typical Bryson Stott, wear the pitcher down and then draw a walk at bats before that. Uh, Lamont Wade uh, homered to center to make it 4-2 to in the bottom of the third. But you kind of got the feeling there was going to be offense in the game with the way the ball was flying and all that good stuff. Well, the bottom of the fifth, Bryce Harper hit a ball that almost got out. And it was almost better that it didn't because he had a near identical uh, shot to the one that JT Romito hit in the Atlanta Braves series in the playoffs last year. Just a high fly ball that bounced off the wall in center field, the angled wall, and it rolls away from the Giants outfield. And then they can't pick up the ball. And all this time, Bryce Harper's rounding and rounding and rounding, and rounding the bases, slides into home. And uh, they award him an in inside the park home run. Was it an inside the park home run? Uh, That is very debatable, but the official scorer felt it was an inside the parker. Me personally, I lean more towards it was a triple with an error on the center fielder not being able to get the ball in or play cleanly. I imagine it would have been a very tight play if that not fielded cleanly off the wall, you know, but when he ran over to pick it up, he tried to grasp the ball twice before he actually got it, to throw it in. If he picks that ball up clean, I think it's a very close play at home plate, and Dusty Watham might even change his mind to holding him, but he was waving him the whole way and didn't change because he saw the ball bobbled, and Bryce Harper scored easily. A great slide, and then he, he gets up and just gives a little one of these, like all right, like a little almost an MJ shoulder shrug a little bit. Like, yeah, I mean, I can do that too. But what can Bryce Harper not do? It's absolutely incredible. But from bottom line, it was ruled an inside the park home run. And I'm not anti that. Like, I like – That's awesome. Give Bryce Harper all the home runs in the world. I'm totally fine with that. And then Bryce and Scott hit an RBI double in the inning, six to two. Jan Roas hits a triple, eight to two in the bottom of the seventh. Kyle Schwarber, then, it's an absolute nuke. In the bottom of the seventh to make it 10-2, to two, scoring Yohan Rojas and John Kruk on TV broadcast called it. He's like, I think this ball could travel long distances here. in very next pitch, Kyle Schwarber hits the ball 444 feet to right field. One of the longer home runs you're ever going to see at Citizens Bank Park. Just like an absolute nuke. And you went from being down one nothing in the first inning with the bases loaded. And, uh, yeah, then you work out of that. And next thing you know, you end up hanging 10 on the San Francisco Giants. It wasn't that easy of an ending, though, because Dylan Covey comes in. Uh, and, by the way, well, we'll talk more about Aaron Nolan's stat uh, Aaron Ellis, that line later. But he did battle. He ended up seven innings uh, pitched on the night. We'll get into that in the next segment. But Dylan Covey comes in a uh, bullpen to try and close down an eight-run game in the night. Should be easy, right? Well, the dude just could not throw a strike. Ball, 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 hit by pitch, ball, 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 Like walking in runs, giving up singles, there's no chance to get anybody out. It was a absolutely terrible outing by Dylan Covey to Dylan Covey. Sorry, I keep thinking Britton Covey because he played for the Eagles last year. I, I'm getting my Coveys and Coveys mixed up. Bottom on, Dylan Covey was terrible last night. Just one of the worst outings you'll ever see from a relief pitcher. Does that mean that Dylan Covey is a terrible pitcher? Now, you know, I'm going to be fair. I don't think he is. I don't think he's terrible. Do I think he's good enough to be on a playoff Major League Baseball team? That's a different question, right? I'm not saying the guy absolutely stinks sending him to Mars. Would I send him to Lehigh? Uh, Probably. But bottom line is the fans got to the point where they were – he threw one strike and they cheered him like they had just won the World Series. And then Jeff Hoffman comes in and have all the mess that uh, Dylan Covey made. Uh, Hoffman ends up working out of it in like six pitches. It was comical how easy Jeff Hoffman made it make uh, made it look. And Hoffman isn't even one of your top relievers, so it just shows you how bad that Dylan Covey was last night. <sighs> you just had some call ups, right? Andrew Bilotti got called up uh, because of the uh, injury to Ranger Suarez. And you're dealing with all that and new spots and everything. Well, when these guys get reinstated, when Christian Pache comes back, when Ranger Suarez comes back, I expect Dylan Covey to be one of the send downs because he just he hasn't cut it. It just he's not helping this team win right now. He's I don't feel comfortable with him. And after that outing, it's rare that you see an outing where it's like that one in itself is a reason to send someone down. Like you have a four strikeout day. You don't normally get sent down unless it's like, okay, well, you've also been struggling, and then you have that, and you're like, oh, he's really lost it. That one, you could have been going well, but that might have been a legit see-a-buddy type of performance. So feel for the guy. He obviously just had no chance to be a competitive pitcher on the mound in that instance, but bottom line, is the Phillies wrap up the game, they win 10-4, to still a good win, still a very comfortable game-win over the San Francisco Giants, so you feel very good about that. And you go into tonight's game with an opportunity to take the series. Uh, tonight's game, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies and Giants game on the Phillies home. Uh, sorry, every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast on Phillies Giants on the XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. We're going to talk more about Aaron Nola coming up. But later on in the episode, we're going to preview game two uh, and tell you why the Phillies should absolutely be taking this one. But, yes, why did Aaron Nola's good start not seem like a good start to me? I'll tell you as we continue today's episode of Lock on Phillies. But first, though, I want to tell you about my good friends over at Bird Dogs. I can't say enough good things about Bird Dogs and the quality of product they put together. The greatest shorts on planet Earth. No doubt. I mean, they make you look good. They make you feel good. They make you play good. Isn't that the old thing? Look good, feel good, play good. But uh, even if you're not playing, maybe you're just relaxing. Maybe you're down the shore. Maybe you're by the pool. Maybe you're going in casual Friday at the office and they let you get away with shorts. Well, guess what? Bird dogs, they're not just casual shorts. Bird dogs are awesome. They're for all kinds of different uses. You can wear them. I wear them to play basketball. I wear them out to the bar. I wear them to work because uh, I work in radio. So, I mean, I can wear them, but I don't look like i'm homeless walking in there with a pair of bird dog shorts now on the other hand i look like i just walked off the runway as like a leg model because they fit so well and they, they contour to your leg you got the uh, you can get them with the little interior lining in there um keeps everything in place plus they have uh, anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long that's super important especially in the summer when it's still hot out keeps you very comfortable and everything. I love this. I I love this in their ad copy every time. Show yourself wearing bird dogs on camera and talk about how they look better than your old stiff cotton shorts or pants. I wish I could. I literally, I have a pair of bird dogs pants from them, um, two pairs of shorts that they sent, and another pair that I bought myself. And they're all in the dirty laundry at this point because I just, I wear them exclusively. And it's almost too hot to wear the pants still just because it's too hot to wear any pants. The pants are cooling and everything. But those I try and find an excuse to wear because they're so comfortable and they look so good. I mean, I can't say enough good things about bird dogs. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat. Again, you won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. All right, let's talk about this Aaron Nola thing. Before we do real quick, I want to remind you, Phillies Giants, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight, game two, big one. You can take the series against the Giants and put another full game between you and them in the wild card race, and you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull up everything there. But I want to talk more about this Aaron Nola thing, right? He goes out last night. And he finishes with a stat line of seven innings pitch, seven hits allowed, two earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts. Okay. Like, that's – if you just look at that in a vacuum, that's a really solid start. That's the start you've been begging for from Aaron Not four runs, not five runs, not six runs, not four innings, not five innings, not six innings, no. Seven innings, only two runs given up. Uh, and he really, after the first inning, went to work and minimized damage against the San Francisco Giants. Now, here's a couple things I'll say. I'm not trying to put down Aaron Nola on a day that he had a good start. Like, this is not trying to just kick him while he's down, and this guy stinks. I don't care if he had a good performance. I still think he stinks. No, it's a, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. I I think. You could tell. Trust me. By all means, jump in the comments and tell me if you think I'm being unfair to Aaron Nola, but... I have a hard time trusting him still after that because of the way he gave up home runs. And I'm thinking specifically about a future wild card series, not even against the giants, but just in general, that's because the two runs that he gave up uh, were by way of solo home runs. The ball still doesn't stay in the yard for Aaron Nolan, even though he only gave up two runs, He just, like, he can't avoid the long ball. He's up to 29 this year, which is good for third most in all of Major League Baseball. And in the regular season against the Giants, two home runs, but only giving up two runs and battling through seven innings is fine. It's great, actually. You'll take that start nine times out of ten, unless someone like Michael Lorenzen is going to go out there and throw a no-hitter. But you will take that start, especially when Aaron Noel has been struggling and gets him back on track. And maybe this gives him the confidence boost he needs to get through the final month of the season, all that stuff. That's all well and good. But in a wild card series where you're playing a best of three, and not to mention the Phillies are the top wild card seed, so they're going to be playing all three of those games, if it doesn't D go three or two of those games, if it's a two-game series and someone gets swept, at Citizens Bank Park. Not exactly the most pitcher-friendly ballpark. Uh, so what I look at is I see the – inability to avoid the home runs and i say in the regular season it's annoying in the postseason the momentum that a big home run brings it's deadly momentum is a killer in the postseason its it's magnitude is amplified Uh, feels like tenfold especially at citizens bank park where you have such a home field advantage and moments from the other team that quiet down that crowd are invaluable i can't have a guy out there giving up a home run to start I just can't. It sounds like it doesn't matter, right? It sounds like I'm nitpicking, but I'd rather have a guy go out there and give up three hits in an inning and give up a home run by way of or home run. Give up a run by way of an RBI single. The guy like Arrendollo goes out there and gets strikeout, strikeout, give up a bomb. Because guys that are giving up singles are still it's still hard to have those blow-up innings against them. Uh because they just you're not going to string together that many hits. Defense is solid and everything like that. Small ballparks are not a lot of room to work if you're not hitting the ball out of the yard. But if you're letting the ball get hit out of the yard, there's just there's nothing your defense can do, and it's a complete momentum changer. Now, that's only with the wild card series. If they make it to the NLDS, absolutely Aaron Nola is getting the ball in that game. One because he's too talented, or his ceiling is too high not to give him the ball, and two because in a five or seven game series you just you don't feel as restricted by who you put on the mound but uh, let's say you go ahead out there and uh you're playing uh, for sake of argument it's let's say you're playing the Giants and everything finishes up the way well the Cubs are now the second wild card team but let's say you're playing the Giants all right you get what I'm saying you go out Zach Wheeler pitches a game one and he absolutely dazzles and then you hand the ball to Aaron Nola and Nola's pitching well and pitching well and pitching well, and it's a little bit of a pitcher's duel. And he gives up a three home run in the sixth, three run home run in the sixth inning. And next thing you know, uh, he was going good, and he, that long ball kills him. And you end up dropping game two. Well, now if anything fluky goes on in game three, your season's over. Like it's it's just too much. If that same thing happens in a series against, let's say the Braves in the NLDS, okay, you win game one, you lose game two, you come back to Philly, you already stole a game, uh, and you get games at home. Right, like it matters less in game, in the non wild card series if you drop a game. So I don't think he's not a playoff starter. Just for me, the amount of home runs the guy gets still gives up it did not make me feel any better last night about his chances to pitch in a wild card series. But maybe it's a performance he can build on, and maybe the next one is no struggles in seven innings into uh, two runs, and maybe after that it's eight innings. Who, who knows where he progresses from there? Uh, because it seemed like a bit of a mental breakthrough to fight out of that first inning and then settle down. But again, I don't know what goes on inside that guy's head. All I know is the performance he's put in this year has not been up to stuff. and I would not be handing him the ball in a wild-card series. I would go with Wheeler, and then Game 2 I would go with Lorenzen, and then Game 3 I would, if necessary, because hopefully you just win the first two. But if necessary, Game 3 I'm going to go with – Either a, uh, a piggyback game, a bullpen game, something—not a bullpen game, but like throw Suarez, throw Walker, uh, like use the guys that you can throw. Maybe have someone available out of the bullpen, like Christopher Sanchez. Like burn the boats if you're playing in a third game of a wild card series because you need to find a way to get to the next round. But all that still a ways away, and the Phillies take a good took a good step to that uh, series. Last night by taking down the Giants, but coming up, we're going to talk about game two and how they take the next step and further bury the Giants down in the wild card standings as you can take a full game against them. So we'll talk about previewing game two coming up. I do want to let you know one more time, Phillies, Giants, 640 PM Eastern standard time later on tonight. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies and you'll be able to pull that all up there. And I'll tell you why the offense Hopefully, another strong night for them. We'll discuss coming up as we wrap up Lockbound Phillies. All right, game two is tonight. And the pitching matchup is an interesting one. Taiwan Walker's on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's 13 5 this year with a 403 ERA. It's gotten a little bit higher as of late, but still, I mean, you're not going to hate that. It's a solid year and a 1 2 8 whip and 131 two-thirds innings pitched. He's going to be facing off against Kyle Harrison, who has. No wins and no losses, no ERA, no whip, no innings pitched, nothing at all. Uh, let me go to the Phillies lineup and their career versus Kyle Harrison, and no one has in the bat. You know why? Because the guy's darn major league debut. Yes, Harrison is making his major league debut for the San Francisco Giants. Last night, the Giants went with an opener, and then they went with Sean Manaya, And, the, it, like, their pitching is in such a weird spot right now. Uh, part of the reason why they've been falling and falling and falling, dropping like a stone, some might say, in the uh, NL Wild Card race is because of their struggles with pitching. But just go out and smoke this kid tonight. I know the natural Phillies idea of a Phillies fan is like, oh, a guy major league debut never pitched here before. <sighs> All right. He's going to throw like a no hitter. I hope you're wrong. I'm not going to pretend like I don't have 1% of that in the back of my mind, too. But no, the way this offense swung it last night, this could be another night of five, six, seven runs. Now, Tywin Walker has had early game struggles, too. So we'll have to keep an eye on him. But the Phillies are minus 135 on the money line. They've got a 62.7% chance uh, via ESPN Analytics to win. Uh, And here's the lineup, by the way for the Philadelphia Phillies for tonight. It's already out and recording a little bit later today. Uh, Schwarber's going to lead off and play left. Turner's going to bat second and play shortstop. Castellanos third and play right field. Harper, designated hitting, batting, cleanup. All the same as yesterday. Alec Boehm's going to play first base. Alec Boehm had an outstanding day at first base yesterday. He homered as well. I mean, Alec Boehm just had a, such a good day at the yard yesterday. One of his best, most complete games I've ever seen him play. JJ Muto is going to catch. Bryson Stott, going to play second base. And Mundo Soso who had a home run and a triple. Yesterday, is going to play third. And Yohan Roas, center field out there, also had a triple in the game. Look at that. Very comfortable lineup for Rob Thompson. Feels good about that. I feel good about it. I think that's a perfectly fine lineup to have right now. And uh, I don't mind Schwarber being out there in left field because it means you don't have to bat Jake Cave, who, I mean, he hasn't been terrible, but I like this lineup better. So I feel good about it. I feel good about where the Philadelphia Phillies are. I feel good about facing a guy who's making his major league debut. And I feel good about how the Phillies took a game in the uh, wild card standings from the Giants last night. You win tonight, we start talking about the, uh, the S-word for the game on Wednesday. But that's for another episode and another time. Phil's got to take care of business. And I, I do believe that they have a good chance to tonight. I told you I was done making predictions because every time I do it, it feels like I cost the Philadelphia Phillies. But, yes, I like – the Phillies' chances tonight. We'll just say that. Well, that's all for today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.